Hello, 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 and welcome back to another exciting, fun-filled pile of random episode podcasting. I, I'm your, this is This Ain't a Scene Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Zimmerman, with my co-host as always. Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Sharp. And we're excited to be back. This is episode five at this point. Um, still haven't put any episodes up. That's my fault at this point. I've had quite the week, so hopefully going to have some of these episodes out soon for you. By the time you listen to this, they'll all be out, so it doesn't really matter what I have to say right now. Uh, let's see. What else? What do we need to talk about? Anything exciting? Should we talk about anything exciting? I don't know if I have anything exciting. Drew, you're back doing shows, right? In I am doing, some I am way back or doing form. I played uh, an opening for a club Thursday, well, I guess it's technically Friday. Uh, Friday, Pennsylvania finally went green in my area, and they reopened at 12.01 in the morning on Friday, and I went in and played from 12.01 till 2 straight. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. Everybody's at tables, but everybody was excited to be there. Everybody's social distancing. Got to wear your mask if you're not at your table. I had to wear a mask except when I was playing, thank God, because that would have been a pain in the ass and I would have died from not being able to breathe. I was surprised. It was fun. There was a lot of people there, actually. All six feet apart, of course, except in their groups at their tables. But, yeah, it was cool. You did a live stream about a week ago, didn't you? Yeah, we did a live stream on our fan page or on my, I guess it was, would have been my personal Facebook page, but this Wednesday we're going live with 31 sports grill on their main Facebook page. All going down to hang out with old King Wainwright of the penguins. Hopefully he tunes in. There's no other hockey or anything to watch right now. So six o'clock on Wednesday evening, we will be going live on 31 sports grill. Once again, this is completely irrelevant because by the time <laughs> this will be this probably right. three weeks. Yeah. We'll, we'll be playing shows normally by then. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. So, but by the time we get to putting these out weekly, we'll be able to keep everybody posted on what we're going to be doing. All right, cool. Well, that's exciting and that's fun. I hope you're all enjoying your, at this point, you'll be coming out of quarantine mostly. Um, Currently during this episode, everybody's rioting and destroying all kinds of shit. Nothing in my area got destroyed. We all had, our area had all peaceful protests, so it was good. Penn State football gets involved and everything, and yeah, it was good. It was calm. Nobody destroyed any mom and pop shops, which made me happy. It's the only thing that bothers me about this. I get, I'm completely for the, we need change and all the movement and stuff that's going on. I'm all for it, but... As a businessman, I, I it, it upsets me to see the little mom and pop shops getting destroyed. Like, if you want to go, you know, go burn the police station down. I don't care about him. I mean, it's their fault this whole thing started anyway. But, like, the mom and pop shop who spent their whole life building their business and they just had to go through this COVID economic bullshit. And now they're coming out of that and somebody just destroyed their entire store. You know, I, I, I'm not for that. I don't agree with destroying somebody's business. Hate breed. Hate breed. Destroy everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. With some of the violets of these, it sounds more like guar that if you want blood, you got it. But, you know, whatever. I don't know a single guar song. Oh, I'm so disappointed. That's okay. I think that might be the only one I actually know. Yeah. You want to go protest, riot, be upset. I I agree. You should be. After all these decades and centuries of all this crap going on everybody just needs to chill out and respect each other it's like a scene show all right be cool to each other take care of each other and respect each other that's all i'm asking you know doesn't matter what i don't care no moshing and no crowd surfing yeah no crowd surfing the bench damn it but i i don't care what color you are i i really don't you know i've got friends up and down the color spectrum you know and Ryan, I know, does too. And I work with a lot of guys of different backgrounds. But I, you know, I I just leave mom and pop shop alone. I mean, when you they're already trying to figure out how to pay for their kids' college tuition now that COVID hit and now they're broke again, let alone now their store's destroyed and now they're definitely not going to be able to send their kid to college. You want to burn AutoZone or Walmart down, they've got plenty of money. They're not going anywhere. I'm not encouraging it, but I'm just saying if we have to pick somebody to – 
like they're building on fire as a protest statement, you know, pick pick corporate America. They got plenty of money. That's all I'm saying. Support small business. There you go. At all times. <clears throat> My man. I guess uh, I'm going to let Ryan talk. He's, he's leading this episode today. I'm going to let him talk about what the topic is and lead us into a top five. Hi, everybody. So this week we are going to talk about features. Now, this is a pretty broad subject, and I understand that in the recent past, there's been a lot of scene bands that have collaborated with scene bands. We will touch on that, but we pretty much want to look at songs that have made it really big and songs that have some history behind it and the features that were a part of the track. And some of these songs have multiple features and there's a backstory to it and it's just gonna be a nice little history lesson for all of us but of course we have two segments to get out of the way before we go into our main topic first we have our top five and i came up with this top five recently and it's pretty much a misleading name to why someone would think this would be a single artist when it's actually a band so here we are. Number five, Britney Fox. If you're not familiar with Britney Fox, they were a late 80s hair band that got a major record deal, but they didn't really land too far in the hair band world. Actually, in the last couple weeks i did some research and i found over 50 bands that got signed to major labels such as maverick or rhino and they have really no recognition in today's world so maybe that's not a fitting topic for our podcast but it's super interesting there's been 50 bands that the majority of people haven't heard of that were considered hair metal bands just shows you that record labels were looking for something and they're looking for that hair band to write that love ballad number four it's a band called joyce manor so if you haven't caught on to the whole topic yet it's pretty much a first and a last name joyce is a female name but joyce manor plays a nice brand of pop not punk but punk and they just do it real well they were planning to go on tour with the Front Bottoms and Jimmy World. Pretty stacked tour, in my opinion. I wanted to add Joyce Manor to the list. Number three is Denko Jones. Number two is another band from the 80s, Mr. Big. And number one, probably the one that sticks out the most to me and to the general public, Cut my life into pieces. Papa Roach. That is my top five for bands that are mistaken for being a single artist. Whoops. See, I took this I took this top five the wrong way. See, when we said bands that I were like that. mistaken for another artist, I thought like you hear a band and you think there's somebody else and don't realize. I like it's that a too. Band. So I hey, this is up. all based off interpretation. Well, then this is my interpreted list because it was way different from yours, and I like what you did. I was like, oh, you start, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> all right. Um, so my top five is I, I went with bands or an artist who is mistaken for another artist. So um, number five, obviously, this is obvious, but, you know, Fountains of Wayne for Bowling for Soup. Because everybody thinks Bowling for Soup has wrote Stacy's Mom, and they haven't. There was a one-hit wonder band that wrote it. It's fine. You're allowed to know who they are. Um, Rest in peace. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, number four, The Verve. They get mistaken a lot. I was reading for The Third Eye Blind. People don't even realize The Verve's a band, which is crazy to me. Um, number three, this... The three and two are kind of obvious, um, but they always screw me up. So Dance Gavin, Dance and Slaves, obviously same front man, screws me up every time. Uh, number two, Falling in Reverse and Escape the Fate. I'm more targeting, obviously, Ronnie Radke era Escape the Fate because I can never, other than their big hits, if a song came on, I wouldn't be able to tell you who was who because they just sound so close. 
And number one, poor, poor, poor Meredith Brooks. Do you know who Meredith Brooks is? Yeah. She had one big song. and The B word. And everybody thinks Alanis Morissette wrote that song. Everybody. Wait, is, is that? Yeah. Is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah. So you're thinking or is of is that a different artist? No, you're thinking of the okay. right one. Yeah. Okay. And it comes on and everybody thinks it's Alanis Morissette. She got fan mail about how good the song was. She got all this credit for the song and she didn't write it. Meredith Brooks wrote it and put it out. So poor Meredith Brooks, you need to go support her and support Alanis Morissette. She's damn good too, but Meredith Brooks. Poor girl puts out a good hit and nobody gave her the attention she deserves. Maybe she should be my underrated artist of the week. <laughs> but she's not. No, she's or not. is she? She's not. She should be. That'd be a really good not. transition. That would be. So speaking of underrated artists of the week, I'll, I'll go first because Ryan always has something more interesting than I do for underrated band. So my underrated artist of the week, since we're talking about features, I went actually with a local hip-hop guy that I found um, that I've actually just started to... I'm going to do a collab with on my album I'm writing. Um, his name's Coconut Wolf, good friend of mine. He's super cool guy. Um, he's out there, you know, busting tail, trying to make a name for himself. He's putting out beats and songs left and right. He's just... You will go... I go to this one bar in town and he hangs out there and he'll just be sitting at the end of the bar with headphones in with his drink and he will be sitting there with papers everywhere writing lyrics and just writing and writing and writing and he's dedicated man I think he needs some more attention you know go check him out I know he's on SoundCloud that's where I found most of his stuff um, I didn't really know anything about him until I started looking but uh, yeah I found stuff for him on SoundCloud mostly uh, some a little bit on YouTube, but yeah, check them out. Coconut Wolf. I like that name, Coconut Wolf. It's a good one. I like it too. I'm pretty happy. My underrated band of the week is a young band that I believe recently just graduated high school. But nonetheless, they are all over Spotify. If you go under the genre rock and you go to playlist, they have a great way of presenting themselves and the big market of online streaming. They're called Junk Bunny. Junk Bunny. Junk Bunny. All right. Combines the element of stadium rock bands like Red Hot Chili Peppers, like Arctic Monkeys, like Foo Fighters, and gives a modern spin. These guys are younger than I am, and they're playing some of my favorite music. It doesn't get any better than that. It's like a cover band, but they're not playing covers. They're playing originals. But you can listen to a song. It's like, ah, oh, man, they really like Liam Gallagher. Like they really dig Oasis. And then you hear like, dude, that's Josh Homme. Like they like Queens of Stone Age. So it's it's just like one of those bands. It just it just meshes. They have an EP out, and the song off that EP that I think is the best. Wow, the whole EP is solid. It's called Sedona. Check it out. Dave Grohl, if he hasn't heard this band, he would totally dig it. Enjoy yourself by listening to Junk Bunny this week. I'm going to listen to it. And now let's jump into our topic. We're going to be talking about features. And I told you before that we're going to jump into topics, uh, subtopics within features that's are going to reflect the mainstream and then also the scene media. First off, I want to go into a countdown that talks about hip hop and these artists have a lot of features, each of them. But there's one dog <laughs> that's topping them all. Number 10, T-Pain. T-Pain currently to date has 197 features. And over three-fourths of these songs has touched the Billboard. If you remember T-Pain, he had his heyday in the late 2000s. Just a few cuts would have been Cyclone or Bartender. So that is... Oh, I thought it was the country song. Well, it, it sounds like Damn. one. But at the time, it was a different jam. E-40. 
has 200 features. Dude, I love E40. So he's clocking in at number nine. Number eight is Kendrick Lamar, who is a relatively newer artist, 206 features. Jay-Z has 229 features. Oh, well, yeah, he had a whole album with Lincoln this is Park something... that probably counted. Right, there's 12 or 13 songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's cheating. Yeah, he is cheating, just doing full albums with people. This one surprised me. Nate Dogg has 241 features. You know, I'm not surprised by that because he's intertwined with um, Eminem and Dr. Dre and that whole gang. So I'm not surprised he has that many features at all, to be honest. It's the connections that matter. Yes, sir. It's about who you surround yourself with. So I surround myself with Ryan, or at least his virtual presence on these podcasts. But, you know. I'm flattered. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. The ever fasting rapper. I don't know if anybody's as fast as this guy. Bust the Rhymes, 254 features. If you could tell me a word in any of these features, you are definitely blessed at understanding diction when it comes to lyrics. I can't understand Busta Rhymes that well. I can't understand Tech Nine that well. But they're talented. Two Chains has 274 features. Oh, I'm not surprised. And every song he's on starts with Two Chains. And yeah. Hey, it makes everybody go wild. You can go from a boring party to hearing a beginning of a Two Chains track and. He lets everybody know his presence is in the building, and everybody goes crazy. I wonder if you could just make a living just doing being a featured artist. Like, not ever put out your own album. Just be a featured artist on everybody else's crap. I wonder if you could make a living doing that. I bet you could. Yeah. Who would that be? Mm. Someone's doing it. Are they? Are they on your list? No. Well, then I have no idea. Maybe somebody is. I don't know. Bun B. 280 features. I don't even know who that is. Lil Wayne has 430 features. What? 430 features. What's he? How do you have that many features? And he has, what, he has five albums, six albums by himself? How do you have that many features? Oh, he's more than that. Yeah? How do you have that many features? What's he doing? Just taking Make-A-Wish requests, too? At one time. And number one, I said the top dog for a reason. Snoop Dogg has 583 features. Mm -hmm. And I bet Nate Dogg's involved in some of them because he's tied in there, too. If you do the subtraction, 583 minus 241, assuming that <laughs> he's on each of his features, that shows you how many features Nate Dogg is not on that Snoop Dogg is on. Snoop Dogg's still got Enough it. of the equations. Yep. Let's look at some reasons for why people go about the featured culture. Math class is over, I Ryan. Found, my head hurts. I found so it's history class now. <laughs> I found some interesting. I found some interesting research on features and understanding the market behind it. And while some of this overlaps, we'll be going into a list of discussion of certain features that I found notable and a chance for each one to be discussed a little bit. But I found that money and exposure is one of the top reasons. You have a young band coming out, and they are trying to find a way to jump into the market. They want probably a lead singer of a band that they really idolize, a band that exists because it's, it's just for them. That's like the total band. You have some of these artists right now who are doing a, this whole emo hip hop thing and they're getting like Travis Barker and they're getting Mark Hoppus on these tracks. And it's cool, man. Like some of it is pulled off real well. But if you invest in this, you find a way to expose yourself, especially if you're a band no one's heard of. I'm still not listening to Machine Gun Kelly even. Even though he's got uh, he's got Travis on like everything now, I'm still not listening to him. Yeah, we don't really like Machine Gun Kelly that much. Sorry. Both of us really don't. Sorry. If you like I Machine Gun Kelly, please don't leave. Like I want you here. I just I have my reasons as a person who works in the music industry for a living. And I think it's going to be interesting to hear Machine Gun Kelly's like new album, it's supposed to be quote unquote pop punk. I thought that was out. I've already. listened to a couple singles. 
Is it out? Is it out? I don't know. I missed it. I missed it. If it, did. yeah. I yeah, don't. So, pay, I just we just discussed this. I don't pay attention to Machine Gun Kelly, so I'm trusting you to know if it's out because you're the one on the new. It's not out. Spotify playlist thing. Yeah, that is true. So that is one reason. Another one is who inspired who, and I think that of this as similar to the first point, but this is going into. Hey, we we're in a band. We exist because of this person. We want to show homage to them. So it's like a, a way to show exposure in a different way by saying, hey, look, I know we sound this way, but we really like this artist and we want them on this track. And there's a couple in detail songs I'll be talking about in a minute that will give a good explanation of that because I know that it sounds just like the first reason I gave to why features are relevant and why they're popular. But we'll get into it in a little bit. And third is it's ultimately a shout out. And you're seeing this based off artists that are probably established already, but they want to show their appreciation for an artist, not necessarily why they're inspired, but why they think there's an artist that's deserving. Some of these features are really cool. Speaking of shout outs Blink and features. 182. Shout out shout out to IUP. Nobody can see us, but Ryan's wearing his IUP polo right now. Shout out to IUP. Yes, please. Going on, sorry. Blink 182, they featured Robert Smith from The Cure and their song All of This from their self-titled album that came out in 2003. And these are two bands that would probably play rock festivals back to back, but obviously they don't play the same music. But something tells me, and I don't have research to prove this, that members of Blink-182 probably dig The Cure. And I think it's a good song. It's a unique touch. I think we think we talk about this before, but that self-titled record and their neighborhoods record definitely resemble an 80s vibe and a touch of new wave and this song is certainly a chance to see a different style the whole album i think is a good way to see blink 22 on a different side of things so i wanted to talk and at least mention this one there is a uk rock band caucasian chefs and they featured lily allen on a song always happens like that we can talk about the Family Values Tour and Corn and Limp Biscuit. Kaiser Chefs? Is that what you said? Yeah. Are you talking Did about I the, not say it right? Isn't it the Kaiser Chiefs? Probably. Probably. I always thought it was the Kaiser Chefs. It might be. The first word might be Kaiser, but it's definitely Chiefs because it's C-H-I-E-F-S. Yes. Chiefs. My bad. Yep. Sorry about that. I, I caught that one. Yeah. Okay. You're good. Keep going. No, you're fine. Don't give us hate mail. We're not going to get it all perfect. Deal with it. Family Values. <laughs> two tours that are two bands that toured together. Corn and Limp Bizkit. Corn had a chance to feature Fred Durst on one of their songs, All in the Family. God, why? And, well, in, in that regard, when you're on tour with each other, your tour mates, it's probably to live better like your family than not because you're with them every single day. That's fair. I still don't want to listen to Fred Durst either. <laughs> I like Limp Bizkit. I like chocolate starfish in the oh, hot, the hot flavored, dog flavored water. water. Oh, man. Oh. I think it's a good album. I I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I just It's it's Fred Durst, man. I, I don't know. Estelle featuring Kanye West, American Boy. Mm-hmm. It's a really well done track. It was definitely successful in the mainstream pop market. Counting Crows featuring Cheryl Crow, American Girls. Wow, there's a play on words there, you see. The Crows got the Crow. Yeah. I wonder if there was a reason behind that. Couldn't find anything. Either way, that's your bad dad joke for the episode. Moving on. Well, they could have got the Black Crows on there, too. Did a guitar riff of, like, Hard to Handle. They didn't do that. Hmm. Crows crow. were a very popular uh, in the 90s. animal in the 90s. Yeah, how about that? So we need to send a letter 
or all of our listeners need to send letters uh, to the Counting Crows and tell them they need to get the Black Crows and do a collab. That's what we're asking. Probably happened. And then you get Cheryl Crow and you call the super group the Old Crow Medicine Show. Oh. There. That's that's your dad joke for the week. Yeah, super group that plays bluegrass. <laughs> I like bluegrass too. I wish the guitar player would play a different riff other than I wish the guitar player would do something. You could say the same thing about reggae rock. And bands like Ballyhoo and Iration and Sublime with Rome. I mean, they, they just do the, the skank beat uh, up and down, uh, up. And- uh, 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 uh. Yeah, you're you're right. All right. Now I've insulted like, everybody who likes Machine like Gun Kelly. Genres. I've insulted everybody who likes Machine Gun Kelly, Fred Durst, Ska, and Bluegrass today. I'm on fire. Now I just have to piss everybody off who likes country and jazz, and we're good for the episode. Oh, God. Old Dominion dropped an awesome country album this past Friday. I don't listen to country. Sorry. <laughs> this next cut is by U2. And there's a quite a story behind this song. It's called American Prayer. Parts of the song was recorded in Los Angeles, Miami, and New York. And U2 took this song to Dr. Dre and Bruce Springsteen, along with Aaron Lewis of Stain. And they added vocals before the song went to the hit factory in New York City, where Pharrell Williams, Jennifer Lopez, and Beyonce Dear God. all contrib- contributed to the song. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> There's a lot going on here. The song also includes a part of a speech delivered by Dr. Martin Luther King the night before he was assassinated. So it's a pretty wow. jam-packed song. Was Snoop Dogg on that? Was he in that pile no. of people? No, say, it's not one of his 400-some features. Though. I could see 500, he, I guess. I could see if he was. He just counts every single artist who was there as a feature on his list total. And I figured out how to piss off the country people. Aaron Lewis doing country. I don't think anybody who likes Stain likes Aaron Lewis doing country music. That is false. No? Really? Uh Aaron Lewis performed solo as country music at IUP about three years ago. And there were a lot of Stain fans there. And he played Stain songs. Intriguing. Okay. Back to the pop world. Yeah. Jesse J, Nicki Minaj, and Ariana Grande, all three divas. Nicki Minaj and Ariana Grande are probably more of a diva than Jesse J. I'm not sure what she's up to. I, but the song Bang agree. Bang. I would agree. I'm not sure if Jesse J could be classified as a diva. I wouldn't put her in as like mm, as big of a diva as the other two. I'm trying to think of a different word for other than big for like an adjective to explain it, but I'm not getting anything. Gigantic. Gigantic. Oh, now you're just making them sound fat. Now come on. <laughs> I didn't say nothing. <laughs> There's a not a scene band. But they definitely got characterized along with a lot of other scene bands. They played Warp Tour. This one is one of the many features that they got to have on their album. Gym Class Heroes featuring Patrick Stump, Blinded by the Sun. I love Gym Class Heroes and Travi McCoy. I saw, I finally saw him play at the Warped Reunion last year and Atlantic City and he's phenomenal and he had this he had this backup vocalist not to go off subject but he had this backup vocalist with him who did like all the feature parts and dude he like he's singing Bruno Mars and Adam Levine and he's just killing it he's so good so that was with Patrick Stump and <laughs> as many of you know Patrick Stump was also featured and keep it chokehold. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Which is a modern take on a track from Supertramp. Tool featuring Henry Rollins from Rollins Band and, of course, Black Flag. He did a spoken word part on their cut Bottom. Anthrax featuring Public Enemy. This is a popular one. Bring the Noise. That's a real popular one. Possibly 
the first metal or thrash metal combined with hip hop. Tune in your dial to your local modern rock station, at least back in 2004. Seether featuring Amy Lee from Evanescence. Broken. That's a big song. It's a good duet. Amy Lee's. Do you like to go out to karaoke night? She's great. This is a good one for karaoke night. Pick this one over picture. <laughs> Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow. I don't want to listen to Kid Rock just as much as I don't want to listen to Fred Durst. If you're debating between the two, go with your gut, and it's going to be saying Amy Lee. If I had to choose between Fred Durst and Kid Rock, Both are I'm going to go to bed and take a nap. <laughs> Both are very versatile, too. You have to admit that. Kid, I will give Kid Rock credit for being versatile. He has a lot of versatility. So it's Fred Durst. Jury's out. Moving on. <laughs> oh, jury's out. It's two of us here. We're both saying differing opinions. You can't, you can't have a majority rule if there's only two of us and I don't vote. There's no jury present, either. That's what you think. This is a, you can't see what's behind me. This is a monster feature, in my opinion. Wow. This individual only got to probably sing, like, not even a chorus. His presence of his powerful vocals was certainly on this track, and it is a track that is super underrated. However, I did hear it on Walmart's playlist one day, which made me super happy. I'm a big fan of modern rock. I'm a big fan of that Hinder, Buck Cherry sound. They're even Dead Man featuring Chris Daughtry, by the way. I will and give Chris Daughtry's both of them. I'll give both of them credit. I like I like both of them. I think Daughtry is a mom band, but I think he's done really well, and I I am impressed by him. And Theory of a Dead Man's cool. I've worked with them before. Their tour crew's awesome. Those guys are awesome. Good band. Bruno Mars featuring Holly Berry, calling all my lovelies. That's an interesting feature. It is. I didn't even think about that one. Here's something interesting. Elton John. Featuring Rick Astley, the guy who does Never Gonna Give You Up. Who doesn't get enough credit. Can you feel the love tonight? Yeah, Rick Astley doesn't get enough credit. He's he's a damn good artist. I've seen him do a bunch of little like pop-up shows and YouTube and stuff, and he's great. And also, going off of your features, not to get sidetracked, but another good Elton John one is uh, One Year at the Grammys. Elton John did, um, he did a song called um, Stan with Eminem originally had ditto on it with Eminem on his album. Mm -hmm. And he did it live at the Grammys with Elton John. So that is amazing. Yeah. It's Stan. Yeah. So you should go find that video. What was the sample? Was that white flag? Was that white flag sampled in Stan? I think, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. But I, I, I also like that one cause it kind of goes into a discussion about another episode we're doing on scandals, but it, Everybody thought Eminem was homophobic at the time. And then, like, him and Elton John doing that together just proved that he wasn't. Like, it was just a big statement piece that they did at the Grammys, and it was amazing. It was either Grammys or the VMAs, one of the two. But, yeah, you should go find that video. It's fantastic. Weezer getting a little bit mainstream with Lil Wayne in Can't Stop Partying. I think Weezer will do anything under the sun to write a catchy song, which I appreciate. Was that a was that a spoof off of Island in the Sun? He'll do anything under the sun. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I've got bad dad jokes today. One Republic and Sarah Bareilles with Come Home. So you have two adult contemporary artists combining. Not too exciting. But I thought I would use those two monsters at the time. One Republic's still pretty big. They are. How they did a song together. R.E.M. featuring Thurston Moore. Crutch with Eyeliner. It's a really good track, if you haven't heard it. Mm-hmm. Thurston Moore mm-hmm. is the guitarist from Sonic Youth. Dave Matthews Band featuring Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers. Oh, Dancing Nancys. Travis McCoy has got brought up with CeeLo Green, Dr. Philgood. Travis also did one with uh, Bruno Mars. Yeah. He had the opportunity to work with whoever he wanted. Yeah. Gym Class Heroes is good. Just go listen to Gym Class Heroes and Travi McCoy. They're good. Just go listen to them. All right. So here's a huge feature. It's the biggest one I could find. If you remember like a year and a half ago, 
maybe two years ago, Lil Dicky came out with a song called Earth. And it has an all-star cast of vocals, speaking parts, but they're all celebrities. And you have each one of these celebrities slash artists portraying a cast member or an animal or just something that's significant when it comes to the environment. So you have Justin Bieber as the baboon, Ariana Grande as a zebra, Ed Sheeran as a koala bear, Halsey as a lion cub, Zach Brown as a cow, go figure, mm-hmm. Brendan Yuri as a pig, Haley Steinfeld as common fungus, which that would not be what I would want to represent, but that's what she is. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa as a skunk, very fitting. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is a marijuana plant. Kevin Hart is Kanye West, which is not really important. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Adam Levine as a vulture. John Mendez as a rhino. Charlie Puth, a giraffe. Sia as a kangaroo. Miley Cyrus slash Hannah Montana is an elephant. Lil John is a clam. I get it? Because like he's always opened his mouth like a yeah, clam. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Good lord, what, what is going on? Rita Ora as a wolf, Miguel as a squirrel. Was she the wolf mother? Ha! Bad joke again. Yes. Katy Perry as a pony. Aw. Lil Yachty as HPV. What the hell? Where did you find this? Oh, you gotta listen to this track. It, it's 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 gold, man. It's it's about saving the environment. It's cool. Oh, obviously. <laughs> Why HPV? What the hell? Oh, man. Megan Trainer as India. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is on this. Plus, <laughs> it's celebrities. Africa. So he's a continent. Tory Lanes is China. There is a choir that's in on this track. John Legend. PSY, which I don't know why they even bothered to get in the he ring. get in on this? Because he's like not even relevant to when the song was dropping, man. <laughs> uh, he was relevant for a YouTube song. That was it. None of you could understand it, it except it's for not three PSY. words. Is it Psy? Is that how you pronounce it? I think it's pronounced Psy. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so this is the choir. I mentioned John Legend, Psy, Bad Bunny. They're the We Love the Earth Choir. Not Junk Bunny. And then you have... Oh, man, you got to listen to that band. <laughs> Backstreet Boys do the credits. They have the honor of doing the credits. They're, they're, in the, they're in the choir, or where are they? No, they're just at the end. <laughs> Why? Like, <laughs> they, take their t- they take their turns. AJ does it, then Brian does it, then Nick Carter does it. Anyways. Oh, God. Leonardo DiCaprio even makes a vocal appearance on this as himself. He was like, well, they won't give me a damn Oscar. Maybe I can win a Grammy if I get on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did win one. Finally. Only one, though. Took you too damn long. All right. So the whole featured song, the Earth, that went to discussion, uh-huh. that's over. Are We're going sure? into individual features now. Okay. Um, Just so our listeners aren't confused. I think... One guy in the hip hop realm you never pointed out that I I love to death is Bob. All three of his yeah. first big hits were all features. He had Haley Williams on airplanes. He had Bruno Mars and Nothing on You, and he had Rivers Como from Weezer Mag- on Magic. Magic yeah. yeah, I love Bob. Go Magic's listen. Magic's a cool song. Go listen to Bob's first album. It's a good album. Just listen to it. He's good. He's a nice guy too. I worked with him a couple years ago in DC. Super nice guy. Listen to Strange Clouds. It's a really good cut by him. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a feature on it. It's just his song. Strange Clouds is an excellent song. Okay. Scarlett Johansson has an album out. I don't know if you knew that or not. Why? <laughs> she had a song called Falling Down, and it features David Bowie. Okay, that's pretty cool. I like that. Capital City. Why does she have an album? Who? What moron let her do this? 
No, be an actress. Capital Cities, remember that awesome band? No. Safe and Sound? Oh, I know that song. Remember that I, song? Yeah, I remember that. That's Capital Cities. Uh, I couldn't On the same that. album, they have a pretty weird track, but they got Andre 3000 on that song From called Farrah Fawcett yeah. Hair. All right, 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 all right. Outcast is the best hip hop album, or I'm sorry, group of all time. They have some of the best albums. They do. They have some good stuff. You should go listen to all Outcast albums too. They're gonna have too much crap to listen to this week. This is my favorite song on the list that I found. It's a very popular song. Probably everybody listening knows this song. Get lucky by. Daft Punk featuring Pharrell Williams. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really get too much better than this song. It's a 10 out of 10 track. Do you remember Pharrell's best song on this rap group? You remember the name of Pharrell's rap group? Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. It was Nerd. Right. I did know that. POD featuring Katy Perry. I didn't know this was a thing. I need to find this. Goodbye for now. My Chemical Romance featuring Keith Morris, which. He has been a part of Black Flag, and he, he has been the vocalist for Circle Jerks. Their song, Hang Him High. Yellow Card featuring Taylor Jardine from We Are The In Crowd. Mm, Here I band. Am Alive. Love We Are The In Crowd. Go listen to We Are The In Crowd. Those guys are nice, too. They're good people. They're not a. They're working on coming back as a band, but they're not there yet. Yellow Card featuring Natalie Maines from the Dixie Chicks. Oh. How I Go. Motorhead featuring Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. I ain't no nice guy. Yes. I'll take that. Probably my second favorite on this list. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll take that. I'll take Motorhead and Ozzy together every day of the week or like um, Amy Lee features every day of the week over listening to any of the Dixie Chicks be featured on a song. I'm a fan. I like Dixie Chicks. Probably my second favorite on this list. And it's probably a song that both you and I play live. I'd do anything by oh. Simple Plan oh, featuring yeah. Matt Mark Hoppus from Blink Wendy Two, Queens of the Stone Age featuring, featuring Alex Turner. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Dave Grohl. I was gonna be like, no, he was the drummer for a while. Alex Turner of Arctic Monkeys yep. and Mark Lanigan from Screaming Trees. If I had a tail, that's a really good song. I don't know if you remember this band, but how I found this next band was through a video game soundtrack. It was through a Madden soundtrack. Ozo Matley. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Really cool group that is a jazz. Uh, they're, few, they're, they're fusing like r- reggae and jazz and rock. Anyways, they did a song with Jack Johnson called, called It's Only Paper. It's a really good song. P.O.D. has a song uh, called A.I., which is interesting because like, I didn't, res- I didn't expect that they would have as many features as they did. But I think because they had a market with the Christian side and then they had like a mainstream presence, they could kind of combine both. Because when they did that feature with Katy Perry that I mentioned earlier – that was definitely at the end of her Christian music days that just weren't successful. This time, they did a feature with Mike Miller from Suicidal Tendencies. So you have the two opposite spectrums, which, I mean, obviously, if you listen to early POD, I don't know how big a fan you are. I love POD. They're certainly good. inspired by the tendencies. Arctic Monkeys, they uh, featured... Josh Homie on a song, Knee Socks. Three Doors Down did a song with Bob Seger, Landing in London. This next song I knew for a long time, and I didn't realize Chuck D was on the track. Sonic Youth featuring Chuck D, Cole Thing, which is one of their most popular tracks. Chuck D was actually on that track. Live Forever, Gym Class Heroes, they had the honor of doing a song with Daryl Hall Mm. from... The famous Hall and Oates. I know uh, I worked with Elliot Lewis. He does some solo stuff, but he's the keyboard player for Hall mm-hmm. and Oates. He's a super nice guy. I like him. Foo Fighters did a song with Justin Timberlake. I know Make this. it right. Oh, yeah. I know this one. Mm-hmm. I like both of them. Here is Fred Durst with his band Limp Bizkit. 
featuring Method Man. And together now. <laughs> I like how you went into that. Here's Fred Durst. A very, very, very popular song that sorority girls love to sing doing karaoke. No Air by Jordan Sparks featuring Chris Brown. Was that before he beat Rihanna up or after? Before. Before, before he was a douchebag. Definitely. Yeah, that song might have a different meaning if it was after. It's called No Air. Oh, <laughs> Oh, not cool. Not cool. Not with what's going on right now in the world. Not not cool. Fall Out Boy featured Courtney Love on a song called Ratatat. Wow, and she didn't kill any of them. Amazing. Not that we know of. (laughs) Arcade Fire featured David Bowie on a song called Reflector, which is a pretty popular Arcade Fire song. Fall Out Boy had the honor of working with Sir Elton John on Save Rock and Roll. The title track. He did Sir there. I like how you put the Sir in there. It's good. Well, I did it before and I should have. He definitely earns that title. Do you remember the post grunge band Cold? On their album Yerba Spider, Stupid Girl features Rivers from Weezer. Fall Out Boy featured Lil Wayne on. It's called Tiffany Blues. Okay. Fall Out Boy featuring Lil Wayne. Boys Like Girls, we talked about this one before in our Billboard episode, Two is Better Than One, Too features Swift. Taylor Swift. It's a pretty big deal. Seeing where T-Swift's at now. Boys Like Girls, fantastic group. Their singer, Martin, I think I talked about this before, but his band project, The Night Game, is really impressive. If you miss hearing his voice, you can still hear it well, in his... Yeah. You know, um, Martin was a songwriter for years. Like, he wrote so, a lot of big hits for some artists, and he had never done a band up until Boys Like Girls. Connections. You and I should form a band of all the connections you have, Drew. It's like, I'm trying. So, I pulled up a list. So, Martin has wrote and produced for Avril Daughtry, Jason Derulo, Christina Perry. Gavin DeGraw and Hot Chili Ray, just to name a few. Oh, dude, Hot Chili Ray, that makes perfect sense. There's, like, he's a banging good songwriter. Very similar. Uh, we the Kings worked with Demi Lovato on Will Be a Dream. Mm. Are you familiar with the song called West Coast Smoker by Fall Out Boy? Mm, no, it's new album, is it? Newer, newer album? albums, yeah. Yeah, no. The reason you should go back and listen to it is because there's a lot of features on it, and here comes listen Ryan's to this, shopping list again. <laughs> well, listen, listen to this explanation. This song features British singer-songwriter Elvis Costello, Travi McCoy from Gym Class Heroes, right. Gabe from Crober Starship and Midtown, William Beckett from The Academy Is, yeah. Brendan Yuri from Panic at the Disco, and Alex. Daylon from the cap. Oh, wow. And Quite the list. they sing different lines from past fallout boy songs. So they quote songs from head first slide into Cooper on a bad bet. Elvis Costello sings lyrics from that song. Mm-hmm. Travi McCoy sings lyrics from sugar. We're going down. Gabe Saborda. He sings lyrics from Grand Theft Autumn, Where's Your Boy? Mm. William Beckett sa- sings lyrics from Growing Up. Brennan Yuri sings lyrics from Dance Dance. And Alex DeLon, which is a singer from The Cab, sings lyrics from Thanks for the Memories. All on one track. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I might have to listen to that. What was that song? It's called West Coast Smoker. All right. I'm have to find so, that. That's good. That is the end of my featured list. The reason I pick these songs is because the majority of them, or half the majority of them, were with bands that had a chance of collaborating with artists that aren't similar to them. And I think it's a great thing how artists are going outside of their comfort zone and thinking outside the box to feature different artists. Going back to my three original reasons for exposure, for an ode of inspiration and appreciation. So that is the conclusion to my discussion about featured artists. I do want to put a 
plug out there for a song I just heard this past week that I thought was really interesting. I Prevail, who's a very successful warp tour, not a metalcore band. They're not a metalcore band, but they're good at what they do. They had a collaboration with Joyner Lucas, who is an up and coming hip hop artist. He's been doing it for a while, but I think he is getting surfaced as one of the next big things. They have a song that just came out last week called, I didn't write down the name of the song, but I Prevailed did collaborate with Joyner Lucas on a new song. And then, of course, you can combine, I did remember it was on a Marshmallow record recently at their song uh, Rescue Me, yeah. which is pretty cool as well. By the way, Joyner, he's tied in with Eminem and Dre and um, Snoop Dogg and that whole Aftermath crew. That's why he's getting a lot of attention. Nice. Eminem gave him some credit on the kamikaze album that i really like and yes that 80 now do you let's let's talk about joiner lucas do you know more about this guy because i don't know much about him i don't know newer i he's newer i don't know a ton about him um i just know what i've seen him featured on that's about it okay maybe he's gonna be maybe he's gonna be my boy who just makes a living doing features no i don't think so you're crushing my hopes and dreams this guy might have been doing it for a while i think he's been doing it for a while but he's just getting like it's peak in 2020 and then you were going to touch on the data member feature i think it's a good combination between both of their styles you know what i mean sure jeremy mckinnon he does tons of features obviously i mean he's been in you know for the fallen dreams and the ghost inside and august burns red and pierce the veil so i mean you know he's been in a lot of stuff and he even he does producing too he did like um Viera's big album in 2010, so people should go listen to oh, that. Oh, it's a great album. Yeah, they should listen to that. I think he's done most of the Wage War albums, too. I think so. And he's done, I know he's They're done. They're from Okola, right? Yeah, and I think he's done a couple Ghost yeah. Inside albums. Yeah, Jeremy McKinnon's a monster of a musician, and they put on a good show, too. But yeah, that that's a good song. I'm curious to see if they'll ever play that live in their set. Yeah, I saw them in November. And that song was out in November, I think, right? Or was it not out then? I don't they, remember when it I came out. I think it out. came out in fall. I think it came out in like September or October last year. Yeah, they didn't play that song live. But they played some older stuff, which is cool. Of course, since you're on a date to remember, we could talk about, you know, of course, if it means a lot to you, a date to remember with Sierra from Versa Emerge. That's a huge song for them. Yeah. I got a bunch of scene ones I can think of. If Dude, please. Something. I know. I love like War is a huge one that I didn't talk about. Right. So obviously you have the Jay-Z Lincoln Park album, which was huge for the time. You know, I love I like that album. Um, Talking about a band that maybe was looking to get more attention early November, did a song with Kenny from Starting Line, who was obviously pretty popular at the time. Um, I I just wrote down a few that I could like think of Tommy and Patrick Stump did a feature on a transit song when they were starting out. Yeah. Um, Transit's it's a great, great band. Um, you Me at Six had Ollie Sykes from Bring Me the Horizon on a song. MXPX just put out a Christmas song a year or two ago called December, and they had um, Emily from Emily from the Tsunami Bomb. They're a punk band. Yeah. And then Pierre from Simple Plan. They were both on that song with them. Boyce Avenue, who they're just feature city man they're great i love boys avenue and then um actually speaking of simple plan pierre i know he did a feature on an mc lars song so if you want to talk about weird crossovers cool. so yeah that's the one that's that i can cool. think of top of my head that are definitely like good. i know like newfound glory had the front man from terror on one of their songs on their last album not the one they just put was that out. been chad or was that was that jordan they had the front man from Terror in on a song. Like he did the bridge of one. Oh, of Scott Vogelman yeah. was on the. Uh, yeah, he was on okay. Resurrection. Was Era and August Burns Red like to collab with each other a lot. I know that Texas in July and AVR did too. Oh man, boy, that was a good list you had, Bud. Is that all of them? Thanks, man. That that's all I got. That Hopefully, was, that's enough. That was a plenty. It's plenty. That was a good list. Was, especially some of those that you found, man. I tell you what, holy shit. All right. Well, if you have any 
cool features that you thought of that Ryan didn't talk about or I didn't bring up quick, you know, throw them, throw them in the comments of wherever you're finding this, throw them on our Facebook page. It'll be up soon. Well, it'll be up by the time you hear this, but, and of course we didn't talk about this at the beginning of the episode, but if you like listening to us and you're back again to listen to us, which I, we both appreciate greatly uh, as much as we like sitting around bullshitting with each other. It's nice to know somebody's here listening and actually likes what we have to bullshit about. Um, Give us a four or five star review. We like five. Four is acceptable. Ryan will take anything from a two up. He's been lowering his standards lately, and I I refuse. I have high standards. I expect fours and fives. I'll take honesty over fake. So then do this. Give us a five star and then trash the hell out of us in the comment for it. That way we know that you didn't like it, but you're a nice person enough to give us a five star so we look good on the charts. I'll take that. That's a happy middle ground. That's compromise. See, that's compromising America. This is what we need to start learning how to do. And to your call to action, Drew, we all know that Kid Rock featured Cheryl Crow on Picture. We purposely did not talk about that one because it's pretty obvious. I know I mentioned it, but the reason I go in depth about it is because I'm pretty sure we all know every single lyric to that song. And it's just not a good song. But Kid Rock is a good artist. Cheryl Crow is a good artist. Just that song and the stereotypes behind that song together, I have no sympathy for that. Nope. Agreed. Leave it out of here. So what's the lesson we learned today? There's always a lesson we we learn. I, I don't know if anything stood out. Uh, that Counting Crows, Black Crows, and Cheryl Crow need to do a super group together. Wasn't that the lesson we learned today? Old Medicine Crow, right? Old, uh, old Medicine Crow show, right? Yeah. Old Crow that, Medicine that show. Right? Old, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rock Me Mama. Oh, man. Rock Me Mama, not like the picture song. Those are both awful karaoke songs. Oh, if you're going to sing Wagon Wheel doing karaoke. I'm oh. throwing your drink at you. I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear Wagon Wheel. Teenage Wasteland. Don't sing Teenage Wasteland either. I would rather hear Teenage Wasteland (laughs) than I would Wagon Wheel. Which, by the way, Teenage Waste, we just almost made my list for bands that sound like another artist. Because everybody think a lot. There's a lot of people I know who think that Teenage Wasteland or or Teenage Teenage Wasteland. Jeez. Teenage Dirtbag (laughs) is the one I'm thinking of. You screwed me up. See what you did? You brought that back up. Baba O'Reilly. Well, teenage teenage Dirtbag. Yeah, Baba O'Reilly. Everybody thinks Teenage Dirtbag is by, uh, there's a lot of people I know who think it's by Weezer and it's Weedus. Just hilarious. <laughs> so that's a fun one. So, all right. Well, with that, I, I bid you all adieu. Thank you for turning in again. Please, again, give us four or five stars. Don't listen to this idiot who's fucking me up. God damn it. Crap. Try not to say the F word, and there it is. Uh, boy, we're going to get in trouble. Whatever. I'm over it. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to care on Apple Podcasts. All right. Well, thank just you, guys. Just edit it out. Just, just edit it out. Uh, we're going to edit it. Edit maybe. It maybe. We'll see. I might leave it and see what people think. And if they don't beeping like, noise or something. So people know, oh, that's what he said. But that's I'm going to get the dolphin noise from SpongeBob and beep it out. For oh, everything. Dude, that'd be great. Chewba- that was more Chewbacca. We'll just... We'll do an episode where I just drop the F word a lot and I'll just keep putting random effects in. I'll put Chewbacca in. I'll put a TIE fighter in. I'll put the dolphin noise from SpongeBob. I'll put SpongeBob's stupid, like, barnacle horn alarm clock thing that's really loud and annoying. That thing. And it's going to. And then at one point, I'll, I'll just go on a cursing rant and we'll just dub it out with Patrick going, Who are you people? All right. Well, thank you so much. Remember, remember everybody, if SpongeBob, SpongeBob exists, right? They wouldn't have exist if a band called Ween never was established. Ween was a part of the inspiration to why the creator of SpongeBob created his love for marine biology and really weird rock and roll like Ween plays. That explains. We owe... Explain Sandy Cheeks. respect. He likes Ween. He likes Ween, so he was all weird, and he was like, I'm going to put a squirrel underwater. 
It's a good idea. We owe big respect to the band called Ween. Yes, we do. I really do like the band. Listen to uh, the Molusk. The Molusk. It's a good album. All right. Anyways, this is our closing, right? Yeah, Credits. Closing. We need Backstreet Boys here. Yeah. Credits. <sighs> do you want to do it today? You got it? Yep. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you learned about some of the features that exist out there. Tell your friends about the podcast, this Ain't a Scene podcast. We'd love to hear from you about your comments. Please feel free to give us a rating like Drew said, but not to copy Drew too much in what he usually says. Thanks a lot. This is your co-host, Ryan Sharp. I'm Drew Zimmerman. Take care, everybody.